Desert Diaries. Week 28. Hello, Arizona calling. Well, I'm back from my trip to New York City. Man alive, it was cold. It felt really weird putting on three or four layers before I could even go outdoors, (laughs) wearing gloves for the first time in six months. But if there's any city I'm quite happy to wrap up that warm for, it is New York City. Pretty much every time I've been to New York in the past, I've been going back home to Manchester. So it felt really surreal to get on a flight in America using just my Arizona driving licence. Yeah, I know you don't need a passport for domestic flights in England either, or cause or Britain, but it felt really weird (laughs) doing it in another country. Despite what everyone says, I've always found New York to be a really friendly city. People are always interested to talk to you and find out where you're from and what your story is. And this time, every time I was in a queue in a shop or waiting for a coffee in a cafe, people would just generally make chit chat and ask, oh, where do you live? And I'd say, Arizona. (laughs) And their eyes would light up. They'd be like, right, okay, here's a story. I did meet one couple waiting in line for the loo, or the restroom as they call it here, of course, in what I think is the greatest Italian restaurant in the world, John's of 12th Street. Oh, I've been there so many times now. The restaurant's been in the same Italian family for over a century. Al Capone used to go and dine there when he visited New York. You see it pop up in TV shows. The Sopranos actually filmed in there as well. The food is just amazing. Do visit if you get to visit New York City, John's of 12th Street in the East Village. Anyway, I was waiting for the loo to become free in John's and a couple said to me, so where are you from? So I told them the story and they asked, well, where did you used to live in England? When I said Manchester, well, at this point, (laughs) they got very excited. The man of the couple had a second cousin in Manchester. Do you, he said with genuine excitement, do you know Peter and Shirley Jones? Now, that wasn't the names he gave me. I can't remember what the names were. But I had to do that play acting thing of going, oh, now, mm, let me think. Peter, Peter and Shirley. Oh, now now I'm sorry, I don't. I do think that all Americans believe we are just this tiny little island where everyone knows everyone. And of course, we all know the Queen. But if you have got a cousin who's originally from New Jersey and now lives in Philadelphia... I met him in the line for the loo in John's. I should have said hello had I known. I remember the first time I came to America with my mum and dad when I was just nine. It was 1981 and I remember so many people asking us why we weren't going to the wedding. We were like, what wedding? Oh, the royal wedding. It was the year Charles and Diana got married and people seemed genuinely surprised (laughs) that we weren't going. We clearly looked very, very regal. So I felt really lucky to be in New York and really grateful that my three closest friends had flown over to see me. It was just amazing to have that time, I suppose, of not feeling a bit different for a while. As I've said so many times before, all the American people we have met have been so friendly, but you cannot beat being with old friends. I just loved it. We explored the Frick Collection on Central Park East where we laughed until we cried at some of the paintings, inventing stories about the noble men and ladies involved. Yes, we were glared at by various security guards. We walked past Ivanka Trump whoop, on Madison Avenue and visited one of my favourite places ever, the Tenement Museum, which tells the story of the immigrant people on whom New York City and I suppose all of America was built on. Just amazing stories of living in squalor and fighting to survive on the Lower East Side a hundred years ago. 
To walk around the restored apartments that these real people actually lived in is just brilliant. We munched noodles in Chinatown, pizza in Little Italy and drank the city in. So it was weary from too much talking, walking and wine that I arrived back in Phoenix in the small hours of Tuesday morning to 27 degrees. Oh, come on. It was wonderful to be able to take my coat off. Something also I didn't realise I'd even noticed about the city before made me feel really at home. The smell. Now, there aren't many places that have a really distinctive smell, I don't think. Perhaps the Marquise in Corsica, which is the scrubland made up of four different herbs that cover the whole island. Maybe much of Stockport can boast its smells of biscuits, like Birmingham can say of chocolate. But Phoenix, especially my part of Phoenix, has got such a distinctive smell. And that's down to a plant that is everywhere, the creosote bush. Now, this smell, earthy, woody, oily can actually get really, really strong. And I remember walking out into our garden after a monsoon in August and it was just overwhelming. Ironically, the Spanish name for creosote is hediondilla, hediondilla, which loosely translates to little stinker. (laughs) It's just perfect, isn't it? But now though, to me, it smells like home. I'll see you in the desert. (laughs) 